Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You are listening to the Mother of All Talk Shows podcast with George Galloway. Now, Afghanistan has dominated the show again this evening. I dare say it is dominating political and media life over uh, in the United States. We're about to find out. The one and only Rachel Blevins is back. Rachel, welcome back to the show. Am I right? Is it uh, Afghanistan wall to wall? That it is. And it's fascinating to see kind of the media's take on this because it's almost as if they just discovered that the United States was still in Afghanistan after 20 years, mind you. Yet the coverage of it has kind of been all over the place. There's been a lot of criticism of President Biden for wanting to take U.S. troops out of the country, for wanting to withdraw from a country where clearly they could not win this war. That was evident and has been evident for years now. And it's interesting because it almost kind of reminds you why Bush, Obama, and Trump didn't fully withdraw from the country because they knew that the Afghan government they installed was going to fall within a matter of days, if not weeks. They knew that that was inevitable. And yet now there's a lot of pressure on Biden because of it. But what's interesting is that there's almost this new movement to say that maybe we should blame Trump for all of this because now the new movement is to say, oh, wait a second, we need to talk about the Taliban. We need to talk about the fact that they are suddenly in control of Afghanistan. I mean, the media doesn't seem to realize that it's the fact that the United States has been in this country for the last 20 years that has made the Taliban more legitimate than ever before. And so there is kind of a movement of people being frustrated with President Trump for having any sort of communication with them. And they're saying that all of this that happened right now under Biden's watch is actually Trump's fault because he was planning on having the U.S. withdraw from a war that they couldn't win, and now it's finally happened, and so we should be blaming the last administration and not the one that actually carried it out. Now, if Trump had a Twitter account, what would he be saying on that Twitter account in response to that charge? I'm sure he would love to have a Twitter account right now, and he actually just wrapped up a rally in Alabama where... Of course, he's coming out and he's saying, Biden, how dare you? You messed this whole thing up. And to a certain extent, I mean, if you're looking at the fact that the Biden administration seems to have just withdrawn troops and then all of a sudden they found out that there are still tens of thousands of Americans in Afghanistan. They found out that there's a number of refugees that they needed to get out of the country. Yeah, it, it kind of makes you wonder what was their goal here? What did they think was going to happen? I mean, we heard Biden say just a month ago that there was no way the Afghan government was going to fall. He said that they were stronger than ever and there was no way that the Taliban was going to overtake them. But if you ask anyone who is actually paying attention to the situation, they knew this was going to happen. So Trump is trying to really capitalize on 
being critical of the way that the Biden administration handled this withdrawal. And of course, saying that if he had been in power, if this had happened under his watch, it would have gone completely differently. And the Taliban definitely would not have assumed power of the country, even though they were already more power, more powerful rather than they had been at any point since this war began. Now, uh, President Biden may not be what he was, not the man he used to be, uh, but he's not stupid entirely because he made sure uh, in these disastrous press conferences that he had uh, that the rest of his gang were stood right behind him. Uh, he's not going to allow this to be entirely blamed on him uh, because it's not actually more than a fortnight uh, since Kamala Harris was claiming uh, that actually she should get some of the credit for Joe Biden's uh, withdrawal from Afghanistan. So he's saying to his, uh, to his uh, team, uh, if I go down, you'll go down with me, isn't he? <laughs> You know, yes, absolutely he is. And he's been around, I mean, according to him, he's been around for 150 years, but he's been around long enough just to see exactly what the U.S. has done in Afghanistan. And I do want to commend you on your excellent opening monologue where you pointed out the fact that you had these war criminals like Tony Blair, like George W., crawling out of whatever hole they're in at the moment. They come out, they make some sort of statement about current politics, and the media picks it up and they run with it, and they act like these guys should have any sort of a say right now. And then they also fail to mention the fact that these are the people who got us into this mess in the first place. And so when we're hearing from Biden and he's pointing out rightfully so that the United States should not be in this country. They should not be continuing this war for another 20 years. You should also be pointing out that there are a number of administrations that have refused to do this. And yet the media coverage of it wants to focus much more on what George W. has to say and how much concern he suddenly has for all of these civilians after he put in place policies that killed millions of them. Yes, quite. Uh, hypocrisy doesn't cover it. Uh, where stand the liberals on all this? I'm thinking of uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post, uh, the MSNBC, CNN perhaps, particularly. Uh, they were telling us uh, not uh, a year ago uh, that Joe Biden with his Zen-like calm, his 50 years experience, uh, in Washington was the answer to all of our prayers. Uh, wh where do they stand today? You know, I don't know that they know quite what to make of this, especially when you're looking at the fact that now the Biden administration is having to deal with what to do with thousands of refugees, right? And they're looking at neighboring countries and saying, hey, we need you to take so many refugees just temporarily until we can find a way to get them special immigrant visas to then come into the United States. Well, the reality is that the immigration system here in the United States is an absolute disaster. Kamala Harris is not going to fix it. She hasn't done anything to fix it. But the reason that we often talk about and the reason that there, you know, is media coverage or lack thereof of kids in cages is because we have people who come across the southern border seeking asylum. And the U.S. response to them is to say, OK, we're going to lock you up until we deal with you and this incredibly corrupt 
court system that doesn't move fast at all. And so now there seems to be a lot of confusion when it comes to the media over whether they want to be on the side of the refugees who were left behind and are now trying to figure out what to do and where to go or whether they still want to be on that side of saying, well, hey, at least Biden's still better than Trump. You know, if Trump were in office, this would have happened, but it would have been much worse in whatever way. Or a third option there, if they actually want to sit there and say that the United States should have stayed in Afghanistan, that it should not have messed with, you know, the peace and the calm, so to speak, that has been carried well, uh, out. That is, of course, the position of Tony Blair. Uh, we should yeah. have seen it through. Uh, I don't know if he envisaged uh, the Hundred Years' War uh, or, or whatever. Is anyone yet calling for Biden to resign? Uh, the Spectator magazine, which uh, has an American edition. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, has just done so, but... That'll be treated like, uh, like uh, George Washington's, uh, uh, like uh, King George's journal. Uh, yeah. What actually uh, is the state of Democratic Party politics today? Can this end prematurely the presidency of Joe Biden? You know, the, the likelihood of that, I'm going to say, is not as much because unfortunately, here in the United States, the American people don't really care about issues like this. They do not care about the civilians in the Middle East that are being bombed with their tax dollars and by their military. They do not care about the fact that the United States has carried on a war for two decades knowing there was no possibility of them winning it. And so when it comes to a situation like this, yes, they're going to see the incredibly heartbreaking images of people being left behind. They're going to see people, you know, that are suffering in this country. And yet, are they really going to do anything about it? Well, history tells us no. And that is incredibly unfortunate, but it's also the reality of where the United States is today, is that in cases like this, where Biden is in a position of knowing that he's good and he's clear because every single president before him in this century, when you look at the horrific war crimes that have been committed by Bush, by Obama, by Trump, now leading up to Biden, Nothing happened to them. They stayed in office even when they were horrifically bombing countries, even when they were arming and training extremist rebels 
trying to overthrow governments, they were all fine. And that seems to be the one place where, as we've said a number of times, Democrats and Republicans come together and they have no problem when it comes to agreeing on foreign policy. And so for Joe Biden, he knows that really, no matter what he does in Afghanistan, that is not going to hurt his presidency in the long run because he has the support of Congress and he knows that the American people are going to flip the channel and move on to the next story next week and that they're not going to stick on looking at the long-term consequences of what he and what the presidents before him have done in Afghanistan. It's all good news for Donald Trump, though, isn't it? He must have had a spring in his step in Alabama. Because if you're right, and you usually are, uh, Joe Biden hangs on. He takes the Democrats into the midterms next year, less than a year from now, uh, I think, or a year from now, uh, and they lose badly. uh, And everyone then starts thinking, hey, Trump might be back. That that may be a possibility. And it looks like right now with the rallies that Trump's doing, you know, it's interesting because he's kind of getting away from the focus only being on what happened in the 2020 election. But what he's doing is he's playing classic politics now where he looks at Biden, he points the finger and he says everything he's doing is bad. Well, when he's talking about everything, he's talking about the Afghanistan withdrawal, which Trump would have carried out if he was in office. He's talking about inflation being at its highest point in 13 years, which would have still been the case even if Trump was in power because those policies are ones that are being carried out by the Federal Reserve, which has not changed its policies since Biden got into office. And then he's looking at the state of infrastructure in the United States, the state of jobs, all of these things that carry on and those policies really don't have that much to do with the individual who's in power. So you're absolutely right. As we come up to midterm elections and as we come up to the next presidential election, Trump is going to continue to be in that spot of pointing and saying, hey, uh, everything that's bad is Joe Biden's fault and everything that's good is clearly something that has been carried over from Trump's own presidency that just happened to stick for the next few years. Did he have a big crowd uh, in Alabama, Rich? He, he did. He had a pretty sizable crowd. And it was interesting because he actually, while he was talking, you know, he he mentioned in, in his criticism of Biden, he brought up the vaccines and he brought up, you know, the push to enact more mask mandates and that sort of thing. And he actually got booed by the crowd when he said that, when he said that he took the vaccine and that he encouraged other people to take it. That was one of the few times that the crowd actually booed against him. So I'm really curious to see how his message continues on that and if that's something that changes in response with what he feels like the movement of support of his supporters want to see from him. Rachel Blevins, as always, an absolute delight to talk to you. Thank you for joining us on the Mother of All Talk Shows. Here's some reviews on our podcast. Really, I cannot stress enough to you. Get the Moats podcast. Please, uh, download it from wherever you normally get your podcasts. Uh, This is from Tokyo, right? It articulately says the truth that no one else has the cojones too. It's a great fusion, that, of Japan and the Spanish language. I love that very much from Tokyo. And thank you. You are a blessing. Your truthful, intelligent conversation of facts on current events are so highly needed. Your voice and the truth you bring is a blessing. I've listened over years to your speeches, interviews, conversations, 
and so on. And now this wonderful podcast. Thank you very much indeed for that. So the podcast is the next thing you have to do. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.